0: This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com This week's parsha, we find many mitzvahs of how one yid is supposed to relate to another. In the middle of the parsha, right before Hamishi, Gimel, of the Torah tells us, When you swear and you take a vow for Hashem, don't delay paying it. Because Hashem, your God, is going to inquire. Make sure that you pay it. Our speech is so powerful that if we make a vow to give something, we have to make sure we do it. And Hashem will check to make sure we do it. But lest you think that the highest level a person could reach is to make a vow and keep it, the Torah tells us even a higher one. But if you don't make a vow, you won't get Neveira. An and the Gemara explains, it's better not to make a vow than it is to make a vow and keep it. Because that is how strong our speech is. In fact, the Torah tells us the next passage, Whatever comes out of your mouth, make sure you keep it. Because that is how powerful our speech is. In fact, in Davening we say, Baruch Shah Omar Ha'ilam Hashem spoke and that is how the world was created Hashem could have created the world just by thought just by willing it to happen and yet Hashem did it through speech to show us that you can create a world with speech and if you can create a world with speech you can destroy a world with speech you see somebody walking down the street and he's all sad and you go over and you give him a good hello and a nice good morning a compliment, you've made his life. You've made his day. You see somebody all happy and excited about something, and then you go over to him and you tell him a bad word, you tell him how ridiculous it is, you've destroyed him. He's all sad now. And therefore, we have to always remember how powerful our speech is. And as the Apostle tells us, sometimes it's powerful to use our speech, and sometimes it's even more powerful to not use our speech. And I'd like to show you those two bookends. There's a many years ago that Rav Isra Zalman Meltzer, one of his daughters, had no children for many years. And he once asked Rav Shach to go, who was a at the time, to go to the Chavetz Chaim and to ask for a bracha for Rav Isra Zalman Meltzer's daughter. The Chavetz Chaim went, the Rav Shach went to the Chavetz Chaim and he asked a bracha for Rav Isra Zalman Meltzer's daughter that she should have children. And he came and he gave a bracha that she should be she'll be Zeichet to still have children. And he came back and he told Mrs. Al Meltzer, they were very excited, and sure enough, a short time later, she had a child. Many years passed, and she did not have any other children. Mrs. Al went to Roshach, and he said, Tell me exactly what the Chavetz Chaim said. And he told it over. He said that Mrs. Al Meltzer's daughter, she'll still be Zeichet to have children. And Mrs. Al Meltzer said, Oh. He said, she should have children, in the plural. I'm not worried, she'll have another child. And sure enough, she had another child. Because that was the power of speech of the Chavetz Chaim, who was so careful with his mouth, that any word that came out of his mouth came true. And there's another bookend to this. And that's the next post that says, If you withhold yourself from swearing, and as the Gemara tells us, perhaps even better, is when we withhold our speech, we don't say something during the Holocaust in one of the concentration camps, one of the commanders of the camp, who was a commander at night, was boring at night. And yet, that was his job at night, not during the day. So he decided he was gonna have some excitement. And every night he would pick a barrack, he would go inside, and from the list of names in that barrack at random, he would call out a name, and that person would have to come outside. The person would kneel before the commander, beg for his life, and the commander would take his pistol and with a smile on his face, shoot the person in his head. And the body would just remain there until morning because none of the other Jewish inmates were allowed out. And only in the morning would they go and remove the body. And people went to sleep very frightened because they knew that at any of their barracks, this disgusting commander named Mueller, would come inside. Well, one day, people in his barrack, and all of a sudden, Commander Mueller comes to the door and he starts screaming inside of the barracks. And he starts screaming. He says, Feldberg, get out! And everyone in the barracks quickly had to stand by their beds, but nobody moved. And again, the Nazi commander screams out, Joseph Feldberg, get out now! And of course, nobody moved. Neither did Joseph Feldberg. He was frightened. He didn't want to go out. The commander comes inside with two other Nazis, and he starts screaming, Felberg, get out right now. And all of a sudden, Joseph Felberg turns to the person next to him, named Moshe Eisman. and he turns to him and says, Felberg, what are you waiting for? The commander's waiting for you, go. And Eisman hears that, and all of a sudden, one of the Nazi soldiers come over, and they say, now they know who Felberg is. Unfortunately for him, it wasn't really Felberg, his name was Moshe Eisenman. They grabbed him, they dragged him outside. And Moshe Eisman the whole time was thinking, Should I say something, should I not say something? And as he explained later on, he decided not to say anything. And he explained to his grandchildren later, that when came to his mind, the Pasuk and Mishlei, the Parak of Aleph, Pasuk of Gimel, Shaymer Piv, Uleshainai, Shaymer Mitzar Isnapshai, someone who guards his mouth and his tongue will be guarded from Tsaris. And he decided not to say anything. And as he comes outside, and makes him get on his knees. Also, Mella looks at him and says, tonight we're going to have fun a different way. Tonight you're staying out here. We're going inside. And they went inside, and him and the two other Nazis with him killed everybody in the barracks. Then they came outside, and they told Feldberg, who they thought he was, Feldberg, really was Moshe Eisenman, you go inside, you can go to sleep now. And he walked inside the barracks, and everybody was shot dead. And he had to remain with them that night. But he was alive. And he always told his grandchildren that passage that saved him, He kept his mouth shut, even though someone else sent him outside when it wasn't him. He wasn't supposed to be there, but he said, If this is Hashem's will, that's what I'm going to do. What a powerful lesson we should keep in mind during leaning. When we read about the psukim, and we learn about the psukim, about the power of our speech, how we're supposed to speak, and how sometimes we're not supposed to speak. Have a wonderful Shabbos. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnyTime.com.